Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose of our show is for awakening souls, developing intuition, and fulfilling purpose. Believe it or not, this is already episode number 17. And speaking of believe it or not, the title is, Why Not Have More Miracles in Your Life? Yes, I like some. (laughs) Yes, dish me up two miracles today, please. Welcome to having and creating in the incredible and beautiful realm of miracles. I'm talking about real miracles, of course, not your quote-unquote figure of speech miracles such as, it was a miracle the Detroit Tigers became the American League champions in 2006 after many failed seasons since the 1980s. Well, that's <laughs> a- <laughs> Of course, I talk about the Detroit Tigers because I'm originally a Detroit girl. So anybody listening from Detroit, hello. Yes, miracles do happen in Detroit. Well, okay, maybe the Detroit Tigers club might have experienced their comeback that year as a sort of miracle. But a lot of hard work by team members, deep discipline, and of course, changes in the organization itself had much to do with this quote-unquote miracle win. Miracles are different in nature in that there really is no effort in being able to have as well as to create them, though there are definitely guidelines you can follow if you are interested in bringing miracles into your life and mastering them. Miracles are often thought of as a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, if at all, but I have discovered through my own experience and awareness practices that miracles can indeed become a regular and absolutely delightful normal occurrence in one's life. I love miracles and have been intensely interested in them from the time I experienced my first real-life connection with spirit as a child. I spoke about that experience in episode one, so if you haven't heard it, you might want to check that out later. Over the years, I have made it a point to pay attention to and learn more about the inner workings of miracles and how it is possible to enhance one's own ability to have miracles in their lives. For many years, I have sought out stories of other people's experiences with miracles, and even before the CD was invented, do all of you know what a CD is? What's a CD? (laughs) I would scour the bookstores and video stores for films of any offerings that claim to be a miracle story. There are so many different kinds of stories and circumstances under which miracles can happen or be created. The kind of miracle we are talking about isn't about winning or losing, as in my example regarding the baseball team. In fact, no miracle that I know of is ever created that helps one person but hurts another. Experiencing a miracle is about connecting with something so amazing, yet so simple, that your life could be changed forever. Of course, in my years working as a clairvoyant, 
spiritual healer and teacher to beginning to advanced psychics. I have also learned that it is absolutely possible that what we experience as real miracles are actually available to us on a daily basis. When I say us, I mean every single person on the planet, not just a select few. Miracles are available to everyone, but most have forgotten this oh-so-important resource. The celebrated genius scientist Albert Einstein once said of miracles, something to this effect, you can live as if everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle. It's your choice. Of course, appreciating the sun coming up each morning or the rain that quenches the thirst of the dusty land area are most certainly a reason for celebration and admiration as ultimately a sort of miracle in and of itself. Birth is a miracle. Just ask any parent who has attended the successful birthing of their child. The miracles I am referring to, though, are the things that happen or are created that have a delightful and an unexpected outcome. Perhaps you could say a dramatic near miss is a miracle. Sometimes it is. Or that, unbeknownst to you, the person delaying you from getting on the road on in time might just be saving your life. Most of us are not aware that the divine orchestration of everything includes holding us back from walking into an accident or other dangerous or possibly fatal situation. As we wake up to who we truly are in spirit, we begin to live more of the miracle of our soul life. A big part of waking up comes from learning to access more of our intuition and utilizing all of our psychic abilities. Then, by living more as the immortal soul that we are here in this world every day, we fulfill our true soul purpose for being here. So, why not have more miracles in your life? Well, you know, <laughs> Raphael's talking about near misses. <laughs> How about near deaths? <laughs> uh, oh, well. Oh, that we'll cover in our episode number. Uh, we covered in our episode number 13. Uh, we talked about my near-death experiences and all of that kind of stuff. But why not have more miracles in our lives? Yeah, yours, mine, hers, everybody's. Like Raphael said, miracles are for everyone. Well, most people assume that miracles are extraordinarily rare occurrences. It's true that miracles are extraordinary and that you can't just push a button and make the miracle happen on demand. We have video on demand, (laughs) movies on demand. We got all kinds of things on demand. But miracles, hey, it's not, doesn't work quite that way, does it? And then, because we can't seem to make miracles happen on demand, most of us learn to distrust miracles. After all, it would be ridiculous to, let's say, sit around eating, eat chocolate bonbons on the couch all day long watching TV every day and hoping that a miracle will produce next month's rent, food, and pretty much everything else we may need to sustain ourselves. So if we want to make sure that we have a roof over our head, 
Well, what do we do? We go get a job or start a business or do something proactive to produce some kind of income to keep us going in this world. Hopefully a legal income. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, I don't know how many times we, Raphael and I, have been in a major financial bind with no known solution at the time, not anywhere near the horizon anyway, and lo and behold, somehow, miraculously, just enough money shows up in time. That disaster gets averted. Along the same lines, we wouldn't neglect self-care until we are so ill that we need a miracle to save us, right? No, we would take care of ourselves to the best of our ability. But even so, if we should find ourselves ill or injured and traditional means of healing haven't worked, well, we may need a miracle. That solution that we couldn't have thought of or something quite outside the box of convention. Of course, Raphael and I have experienced countless miracles of the healing kind, both for ourselves as well as those involving others. In fact, all miracles are of the healing kind, ultimately, aren't they, right? Because when we experience a miracle, it is the healing of whatever the miracle addresses in our lives that requires it. Miracles can happen on the world stage as well. It has countless times in history. One poignant example of a more recent, in more you know, recent times, was when Nelson Mandela, yeah, great man, using sports. Raphael mentioned the Detroit Tigers, you know, <laughs> miracle. And for some people, I'm sure especially the players and, and the fans would have considered a miracle, like the miracle on ice that happened in the Olympics when the U.S. hockey team, ice hockey team won, when they were way the underdogs. But this is a little bit different. Nelson Mandela used sports, namely cricket, rugby, and football, all ordinarily highly competitive, divisive contests. And especially when you consider the time and culture, especially against the backdrop of all of these games being in South Africa at the time Nelson Mandela was using them for a purpose that's almost the opposite of what they were at the time. At the time, in South Africa especially, these were ultimate symbols of apartheid, culture, rule, and dominance, and divisiveness, and hatred, and all kinds of stuff. But he used it, Nelson Mandela used it to unify not only his own country, but its relationship with the rest of the world. That's the miracle. Not the miracle of who won the game, but what happened when a leader knew 
how to make use of something as a tool for healing. Well, almost everyone on both sides of the race war at that time in South Africa and around the world was against what Nelson Mandela was doing with these sports because they didn't think it was going to bring people together. They thought riots and you know battles and wars were going to be erupting if he did this. But Mandela's determination and dedication to healing was for him and people who worked with him, tireless work. Not the no effort stuff that Raphael was talking about, where the miracle is no effort. But what leads situations and, and conditions and people to being able to have the miracle sometimes takes quite a bit of blood, sweat, and tears. Over the millennia, the world has seen many such global miracles. Yet, humanity has this bad tendency <laughs> to forget and neglect the great miracles in all the busyness of survival and humanity's quest for a better life for me, a better life for me. No, a better life for me. If we do this, I'll have a better life. Well, that doesn't matter that everybody else is going to suffer, but I'll have a better life. Competition, divisiveness, all about survival, right? So in that, we tend to forget all these great, incredible miracles that are unfolding in front of our own eyes every day. And of course, miracles happen in our personal lives on a personal stage as well. Today, we're at the start of a new era in which living the miracle will eventually become the norm, not the exception. Miracles will become ordinary, not in its magnificence and majesty. That's going to be extraordinary still. But in the frequency and regularity of their appearance in our lives. This is why we're so happy to have so many of you interested in joining us on our weekly show. This is the beginning of something truly wonderful. It's a miracle. Having more miracles in our daily lives is no longer a question, but a necessity. It's a necessity if we as humanity are going to awaken fully to our true nature, our origin, and our destination. We can't complete our journey in traditional, intellectually accepted ways. As Albert Einstein said, Raphael quoted him too, <laughs> he must be around. He said, we cannot solve a problem in the same consciousness that created it. Ah, the world as we know it right now is in quite a messy state, isn't it? No kidding. <laughs> Traditional means aren't working, not on the scale that we require. We need not only one or two isolated miracles, we need a whole ton of them. 
So where do we start to have more miracles in our daily lives? We have a kind of, oh, what would you say, slogan that we're living the miracle one healing at a time. Just as the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu said, the journey of a thousand li begins with one step. The miracle unfolds each time any of us moves into and with our own spirit. Sometimes the miracle reveals its fullness immediately, whereas at other times it stays seemingly dormant until it suddenly arises out of seemingly thin air. But we're getting close to a, uh, the end of this segment. And um, if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for our free monthly newsletter and receive our free two-hour audio download class called Your Psychic Development, Soul Purpose, and Life Mastery. All you have to do on the break is go to our website, www.michaeltamora.com. <clears throat> That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T as in Tom, A-M as in Mary, U-R-A dot com. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Voice America is going live from Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. Tune in VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events. Check out all the fan favorites as we give you an inside look into the latest and greatest in film and television with on-site exclusive celebrity interviews, cosplay, comics, geekdom, and more May 25th and 26th starting at 1 p.m. Join the Voice America executives and Hollywood executives Summer Helene as we broadcast live on location. Check out hashtag Voice America, hashtag Behind the Scenes, and hashtag DYIG to follow the latest action on social media. Listen live at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Voice America CEO Jeff Spinard and VP Ryan Treasure will be live on site at 2 p.m. Friday for a special broadcast of Finding Your Frequency Radio. Then join Hollywood bad guys Summer Helene on Behind the Scenes Live at 4 p.m. Tune in, Voice America the leader in live internet talk radio voiceamerica.com forward slash live events have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. 
And welcome back to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We are now talking about why not have more miracles in your life. Yes, why not? Yeah. Tell us a miracle. Raphael, Raphael, <laughs> tell us a miracle story. I have so many stories. And, you know, as you guys start to reach back into your memory, I think you will probably find a few of your own as we talk about this. Well, I did have an incredible miracle happen many years ago, <clears throat> but it was well into the years of my practicing um, the things that we've been teaching on this show, grounding and running energy and being in the center of the head and really setting up your own space. And I was practicing that a lot. And Michael and I were planning on going with a group to Egypt Um, kind of a trip to work on our past life energy. A lot of people do this who go on spiritual paths. And it was very exciting for me because I'd never been to Egypt before. And so one day before the trip, I was meditating and running my energy. And one of the things I did while I was running my energy is I just, what popped into my head was ask for a miracle on this trip. So I did. I said, could I have a miracle on this trip? I'd like to have a special miracle. Well, <laughs> we have a saying, be, ca- be careful what you pray for, as sometimes a miracle will come, but sometimes things happen. <laughs> so, you know, it's creating miracles as well as really just opening up so that they can you can observe them happening in your life. So as we went on this trip, we were on this beautiful boat. Uh, I believe it was called the Floating Sheraton of all things, going up and down the Nile. I think we were on this for 10 days. It was a long time ago, mid-80s, 1980s or so. And um, we made a stop and got off the boat to go to the um, Pyramid of Cheops, actually. It was an incredible, beautiful group gathering there. We did meditations inside the pyramid. It was just, it was a a big deal. There were about 80 of us there. And we all were feeling really great when we came out of there. And um, there were these guys around the pyramid who were, who had uh, camels with them. And I said, Michael, Michael, I forgot I was afraid of horses, but I said, Michael, Michael, let's go on a camel ride. They're offering camel rides, and it doesn't even cost very much. And he said, are you sure you want to do this? (laughs) And I said, yes. And so we got on. This was a large camel. He He had his feet folded under him, and he was on the ground. So I got in the front, and in my arms, I was holding a video camera and my big 35 millimeter camera, so my hands were full. And he got on beside me, and as Michael got on, this camel was not a happy camper. And the even though the owner of the camel was holding the, the strap that went to his uh, harness as tightly as he could, this camel was getting out of control. He's jumped up as quickly as he could, and I don't know if you've ever, ever been on a camel, but they rock really, really hard as they go up because their legs are so tall. And... He started to buck in a little bit and and resist his master. And as he did that, since I didn't have anything to hold on to, I flew off. And how I remember it was hitting my head on a rock as I hit the ground. Witnesses later told me I actually hit my tailbone on a rock really hard. But either way, I completely passed out. 
and was surrounded by a bunch of people. And next thing I knew, Michael was next to me, grounding me. And I actually experienced myself as a sort of a gray cloud above myself at the moment, maybe because I was in a lot of pain when I went out of the body. But he brought me back. And of course, having been raised with a lot of boys in my family, I said to him, well, let's just get right back on it so I don't feel afraid of a camel again. And he said, he looked at me and he went, no, <laughs> I'm taking you to the bus. So in the bus we went and he get, he was giving me more healing and grounding me. And I guess I was in a little shock because I really didn't feel any pain until everybody climbed onto the bus and we started heading back to the boat. And by about halfway back to the boat, which was about a half an hour ride, my neck became frozen stiff, the worst whiplash, and I'd had whiplash several times by that point, the worst whiplash I had ever, ever experienced. And I was very afraid. So Michael was helping me and grounding me, and when we got off the boat, I could barely walk, and I said, I I just need to go to bed. And so once he got me to bed and I was hurting so much, he actually had to support my head and neck in order to lay down. So it was a very serious injury, and I was considering what it was going to take for me to fly on a plane to go home. It was a very scary time for me. So Michael went off to dinner and came back, and I was asleep. And he went, he got in bed and went to sleep. But I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was in excruciating pain, and I thought, I know how to heal myself. So I got into, I managed to get myself up out of the bed in spite of the pain. I went into a corner. We were in this tiny little berth, and there was a little um, chair in the corner, and I sat down, and I grounded, and I ran my earth and cosmic energy just as I have been taught and as we have been teaching a bit of on this show. And I did that for two solid hours until the wee hours of the morning, And as I was wrapping it up, I was feeling a bit better, and I remembered that request I made before the trip about the miracle. I wanted a miracle on this trip. So as I was wrapping it up and finishing it up and thanking Spirit for helping me out through this, I said, oh, and by the way, if I actually do have that miracle coming, could you send me one so I don't have to go home And I got this incredible feeling from head to toe when I had asked that. And I finished up, and I was able to put myself back to bed, which was already kind of a miracle. Well, I laid down in the bed, and the next thing I knew, I was standing up again next to the bed. And I went, oh, that's kind of odd. And I went over to the door, and I knew that I could walk through it, and I did. And I walked through the door and I walked down the hall and it looked exactly the way it did normally with the lights on in the hallway and it was very quiet. And I went down to a central area where I ran into somebody and that person said, Raphael, do you need a healing? And I said, I think I still need a healing, yeah. And she said, well, we were right next to the stairs that go went to the upper deck of the boat and oh, beautiful stairway with the shiny... Uh, uh, banister and just so beautiful with the uh, brass trim and everything but it was one of those stairs that went up turned left and turned left again and went up again and what she told me to do was go up the stairs turn left and at that left the wall there was a mirror 
And she said, go through that wall and then look to the left again and you'll find a small stairway. You'll go up to that stairway and you'll find St. Mark and he'll give you a healing. And I went, okay, I didn't question it. So I walked up the stairs. I had my hand on the banister and it was just as physically real as any banister I have ever felt in my life and as that banister I had felt earlier in that day. So I walked up the stairs. I made the left. I went through the wall. I turned left and there's this tiny little, not even two feet wide stair, looked like concrete, that went up pretty steeply. So I climbed up the stairs and looked up and there was a door that opened and right inside the door I saw the bottom part of one of those baptismal fonts that you see in a Catholic church, like a very oval, very large oval baptismal font. Behind the font was a dark-eyed, very handsome, tall man looking down at me And I was looking up at him, and I said, hi there. And he said, hi, what are you doing here? And then I realized I had to ask him, are you St. Mark? (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I started to get something was amiss. And I said, are you St. Mark? And he says, yes, I am. And I said, well, somebody down there told me that you could give me a healing. I I fell off a camel. (laughs) (laughs) And I realized how silly that sounded when I told him that. And he said, Okay, and then the next thing before anything else happened is I, he said, did you bring it with you? And I knew when he said it, he was talking about my physical body. <laughs> and I looked in my physical body, I could see it through all the walls down the hall, and it looked like a Roman column on the bed. And I sort of shook my head, and next thing I knew, boom, I was back in my body. So I had actually stepped out of my body in complete and full consciousness. Hmm. And when I came back into my body, I thought, oh, my God, I just met St. Mark (laughs) in another realm right on the other side of the wall at the stairway there. So I thought, well, I was supposed to get a healing, so let me check. So I I first sat myself up, no pain. Hmm. I turned my head to the left. I turned my head to the right. No pain. No pain. Then I started shaking my head back and forth. And then I grabbed Michael. It's like four in the morning at this point. I grabbed Michael. Michael, 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 wake up, wake up. (laughs) And he's like, what? (laughs) And I said, I just got a miracle healing. And so it is. That was my miracle healing. I asked for one in that case. I had to create a disaster in order to have it, I suppose. Uh, That's why I say be careful what you ask for. Because sometimes if the energy isn't quite right. Yes, or in your meditation that morning when you got the, the uh, uh, thought of, ah, there'll be a miracle today, you were seeing what's going to happen and that the miracle was going to uh, somehow give you a, a way out of the situation you were in. Yes, and the other interesting thing was when we were sharing our miracle stories later, nobody would let me tell my story. So I realized it, would, it was going to be to be saved for later. Yes, and it was for you yes. to actually be able to have fully first yes. before you tell people. And you know how that happens a lot of times where you have a great experience of some sort and you start telling everybody because you're so excited. And some of those people might celebrate with you, but uh, some of them will get upset, angry, or dismiss it or invalidate it in some way. You have to be able to have it fully yourself first. And, you know, Raphael's miracle story is perfect because 
Almost everyone's heard of Jesus' teaching. Ask and it shall be given you. That's commonly shortened to ask and you shall receive. It's a teaching about God's grace. Grace that gives everything. No effort, no no uh, uh, kind of competition or anything. It's just given. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to pay for it. It doesn't cost anything. It's given. We receive. Ask and it shall be given you. When we live in grace, in the willingness and givingness of spirit, everything is given that is asked for. Ah, but then most of us ask for a lot of different things in life and seem to receive only some of what we ask for at best, right? Actually, that's not really true. We do receive all that we ask for, but most of us often don't quite recognize what it is that we're asking for. We think we're asking for something, we're wanting certain things, but what are we really asking for? Well, a friend of ours in Australia, Naomi Cook, very capable nurse, mother, author, and many other uh, talents that she has, a couple months ago, her book just got published. She titled it, How She Healed Me, A Mother's Promise and Journey to Transformation. It's an exceptional book about her harrowing journey. And her story begins with the unimaginable hardship of finding out her precious four-year-old daughter has a rare and deadly brain tumor. And the Herculean tasks that she has to suddenly dedicate practically every minute of her day to handling those tasks so that she can keep her daughter alive until she can find a way to heal her. Well, the doctors insist the only way to even keep her alive is to operate and remove the tumor right now. So Naomi, the nurse, jumps into action to make that happen, both as a loving mother as well as a top-flight nurse. And her daughter has the tumor successfully removed, but right after that, things go way downhill, worse than before. So Naomi goes from a staunch believer in the power of allopathic medicine to a researcher of alternative healing practices, leaving no stones unturned to find even a shred of hope for her daughter's declining conditions and quality of life. And during the first three years of caring for her daughter day and night to keep her alive, she reaches her breaking point. She couldn't continue the way she had been going. She was either going to kill herself or her daughter or probably both. And then she broke through to the other side and discovered that what she had passionately held on to as a mission to save her daughter was not really what her life lesson was about. She realized that this wasn't about her daughter at all. It was about her, Naomi, healing herself first if she was going to offer any lasting benefit to her daughter. Once Naomi experienced her revelation, the miracles of healing began to happen not only for herself, but for her daughter and her other daughter and her husband and everyone around her as well.
Well, we have a break coming up. I think Michael probably has more comments to make about Naomi. And by the way, we do carry her book in our uh, bookstore if you want to call our office to order it. I don't remember how much it costs, but um, you can look look that up on the website, 530-926-2650 is the number. And we have some events coming up. For those of you planning on a fun thing to do this summer, and we're talking about 2018, that will also help you take huge steps in your awakening and spiritual growth and fulfillment, we invite you to join us at the Royal Corner Resort Hotel and Spa on the Big Island of Hawaii. Um, We have a weekend seminar there, which is a a little mini retreat. And um, also... Plus a dolphin cruise. Yes, plus we have the the dolphin cruise and swim with uh, uh, China Mike. All right, we'll be right... On my birthday. On Michael's birthday, July 14th. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back to Living the Miracle. We are speaking today about why not have more miracles in your life. Yes, I love miracles. Me too. Oh, I want to tell a really quickie story about one. And then Michael will continue his story about Naomi and uh, where he was going with that. Um, I think I might have mentioned this one before, but um, I was in a time period of my life where I didn't have any money and I really wanted to buy a brush for my barbecue. (laughs) 
back in the days when I actually barbecued things. They're saying it's not so healthy anymore to do that. But I really wanted a new brush. And at the time, it cost about $5. And that was a lot of money for me at that time. So I just went, okay, well, we're not going to just have one. Or, But I had that vision in my mind for a whole morning. I got in the car with the person that I was with at the time. And we're driving along. And he goes, what's that? And he pulls over. And I get out of the car, and it's a brand new, still with the price tag on it, barbecue brush. Now, what are the chances? If I hadn't noticed this or he hadn't noticed it, we wouldn't have had that fulfilling of that little miracle <laughs> vision. Yes. So, uh, I have a new new saying about forgiveness, right? What's that? Uh, forgiveness, size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Same goes with miracles, because... You might notice just naturally when you experience a miracle, it's always when we open up to spirit, right? You know, I was telling you the story about Naomi and what she went through. Amazing. It's hard to imagine going through such excruciating uh, difficulties. difficulties. And But I've heard so many similar stories and vastly different scenarios from other people throughout my life as a healer. What begins as a life, seemingly a life-destroying experience, when correctly understood, becomes an act of grace, giving us the very answer we were seeking all along, but never recognized until we were challenged with seemingly unsurmountable problems that brings us to our knees. Ah, yes. When might we get down on our knees more proactively? (laughs) instead of having unsurmountable problems bring us down to our knees. Oh, yeah, symbolically speaking, we get down on our knees in prayer. Well, some, many people actually literally get down on their knees to pray, but it's always been kind of a symbol of prayer, right? Be on your knees. So how do you have more miracles in your daily lives? My first recommendation is not to wait until you reach the breaking point And what's the breaking point? It feels like the breaking point because it's the ego protection structure that dictates what you have to be, how you have to be in order to survive. And that's what's brought to the knees. That's what's brought to the breaking point. I can't handle this anymore. I'm not going to make it. And that's what trying to hold on to that is what makes us hard, rigid, isolated, But if we're proactive, we don't have to wait until a life situation brings us down to our knees to look at the ego structure and what we're holding on to. We have to forgive. We have to let go. So we look to spirit to start with. I discovered when I was in my 20s, the part of the Bible where Jesus quotes saying, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things shall be given you. And then Within a week or so later, I was reading something, Bhagavad Gita or something, and Krishna had said pretty much the same thing that was in that version translated as, first, seek that which gives everything, and everything shall be given you. And it doesn't take me a lot of thinking about things when I discover that not one, but two enlightened masters taught the very first thing we need to seek is that which gives us everything, 
or that source of all. If we're to receive everything else we need or we're asking for. To me, it was as simple and obvious as putting my glass under the faucet with running water in order to fill it up so I can have a drink, especially I was thirsty. I'm not going to stand with an empty glass in the middle of the room waiting for it to be filled up from somewhere. (laughs) So, ah, there's a way to receive miracles. How do we have more miracles in our lives, in our daily lives? You don't stand in the middle of the room holding an empty glass if you want water. You put it under the faucet. You turn yourself, you turn your awareness to that which gives everything, that which is the source of all, not just the source of this or source of that that we like to think of, but the source of all. And so the first thing any of us needs to do if we're seeking something, whether it's an answer to a question, a solution to a problem, healing, or some reassurance, some money, a new house, a new life partner, is to turn our attention and awareness toward that wholeness, that limitlessness beyond all time, which gives us all things. The divided cannot give, only the undivided. So to have more miracles in our lives, we need to re-examine our relationship to what we imagine as the source of creation. And so I have a simple uh, three-step thing to have miracles in my life. And I, I wanted to share that with you before we go on out today. The first is inspiration. Ah, that's turning our attention, turning our awareness, facing spirit, okay? However that is for you. I'm not going to tell you what spirit is. That's something we each have to experience and find out for ourselves. But all we need to do is seek inspiration, which is the breath of spirit, so to speak, breath of life. When we turn our attention toward spirit, toward that inspiration. Isn't that what inspiration means, in spirit? Yes, in spirit. We are in spirit. So the more we realize, ah, we are spirit, not just in it, not just facing it, but the more we practice that, the more we are spirit. We start to wake up to that. We're already spirit. And then, second step. Imagination. Ah, imagination. We had an episode on that too. It's so important. Everything starts with imagination. So once we're turning towards spirit, then we use our imagination like kids use imagination. It's not limited as much as most adults. So we're free. There's, there's no effort in imagining anything. Just like Raphael, she's in great pain at the, on that boat in Egypt. And she imagines, oh, I can heal myself. Before she starts healing herself, she imagines. You have to imagine everything before you can do it. You imagine it, and then she did it. And then once she did as much as she knew how to do, then she, back to inspiration, turns to spirit and says, oh, yeah. 
that miracle you might have mentioned earlier today. <laughs> I could really call that was, in that miracle now. That was actually weeks earlier. Oh, okay. Yes. So so then that's her imagination, isn't it? She goes, oh, yeah, I remember. Memory is you imagine, you image what happened to you. You remember that. And then, oh, you reimagine it, right? And then you go, oh, yeah, I can have that. You imagine, sure, why not? I can have a miracle right now. I don't have to wait for some disaster. Oh, in her case, the disaster already struck. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't that funny that so many times people think that they have to wait for the disaster. That's the only time you're worthy of asking for a miracle. Not true. It's not true. It's the miracle is there all the time. And so the third step in my little three-step miracle having, uh, what would you call it? Creating. Miracle creating, miracle having. Maybe uh, a miracle mindset. Yeah, three steps to it. The third one is intuition. Just like Raphael. She followed her intuition every step of the way, didn't she? Yeah. And the miracle comes in. She meets St. Mark, a great healer. Uh, Sure, that was in spirit, but that's where it happens. The miracle, living the miracle, means living as spirit. And remember in Raphael's story, the very last thing before she came back to the body, where St. Mark was the one pointing it out to her, did you bring it where the problem is? And then she looks down at it, and it's heavy as a Roman column lying in that bed. And she realizes, oh, not only she realizes I'm not in the body, she realizes I'm completely spirit right now. There's the body. And her realization of that in spirit of herself, when she came back, she brought the healing back with her. She is the healing as spirit, and the body gets well. I'd like to add a little bit to this um, story that Michael's talking about here, and that is the next day it was announced to our group, and by the way, we were 80 strong. There were 80 of us. And all psychics and healers. That's right. That um, we had an extra thing added to our trip, and that was to go to a Coptic church that was built by the hands of St. Mark. So we did get to go there, and of course, um, they claimed, this is kind of gross, <laughs> <laughs> they claimed that the hand of St. Mark was there because I found out he was a healer. I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah, he's a great healer. He was a great healer. And um, I got to go to the place where his hand supposedly was and connect to that little bit of DNA of his body to his spirit again and thank him for helping to heal me and, and give appreciation. So a lot of times giving notice and appreciation to a miracle will keep them coming. Yes. And, you know, Raphael was saying, it's a little bit gross, uh, somebody's bones of a hand. Uh, right after she says, this church that was built by St. Mark's hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, not the dead hands, the live ones. <laughs> but why do people have... Uh, religious, spiritual relics and and hold on to things like that. Well, it's not for the thing itself. Everything here is a reminder, right? When we look, uh, as a soul is awakening, before a soul starts awaken, 
Everything is about the world, about what's out there in the world. The answer, happiness, everything is out in the world. The reason I'm here is out in the world. So everybody's looking at the world instead of being inspired, looking towards spirit, looking within themselves, because that's where spirit is, inside. And so everything in the world is a gift from spirit, of grace, that shows us, reminds us everything, whether we consider them to be terrible things happening or wonderful things happening in the world, or this person or that person or this thing or that thing. Everything is there to remind us, remember, just like St. Mark reminded Raphael, oh, you're not, you're not the body, the body's down there. And it's heavy as a rock. As heavy as a <laughs> Roman column. You're up here as light as light itself. You are light. And so everything in the world is to remind us and use it that way. And we had that episode on uh, signs and symbols. Yes. Uh, and that's what it is. It's the sign is, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to. What is this reminding me of? I'm spirit. And I'm here to live the miracle. And that means live as the soul that I am. Live as spirit. While I'm here in this seemingly heavy Roman column size, heavy, (laughs) dense body. But it's not. It's I'm spirit. And the more you start to live that way, the more you start to notice all the miracles that surround us all the time. Even while, just like Raphael, even while she was sleeping. In fact, there's more miracles there (laughs) that you'll readily see than here until it's the same in spirit as it is here on earth in the world. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that in a class where we talk about the astral and where do we go when we sleep at night. Yes, that's coming up later <laughs> on in the in the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been really fun talking about this. Um, one of the recommendations I have if you're really excited about looking at and working with miracles is the way I started. Besides practicing my spiritual practices, whatever they may be, those are your spiritual practices. You can start to surround yourself with videos and books and stories about miracles and see how other people have had them in their lives. Because ultimately, we're each the same as the other and all able to have the same thing. So, meanwhile, coming up, we'll see you next Wednesday right here on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. And next week, we will look at... What's your next step on your spiritual path? Mm. And I'm going to add the word now. Yes. As opposed to one of my favorite topics. Yes. We will welcome you to call in for spot readings on your next step on your spiritual path as well. Please tell your friends about our show. That helps us to, to keep in business here talking to you. And remember to check out our website, michaeltamora.com, about our July mini retreat on the big island of Hawaii. We'd love to have you join us there. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Aloha. (laughs) 
We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.